book of Acts is the book of the continuing Christ. What Christ began in the gospel records, he continues in the book of Acts. In the first part of Acts, chapters 1 through 7, we join the adventures of what the Holy Spirit was doing through the apostles in the early church. This work was primarily focused in Jerusalem. The second section of Acts, however, advances beyond Jerusalem to Judea and Samaria. In this section of our study, we see the power of the gospel on full display, changing the lives of those who hear it. Let's join Scott now as the adventure continues. There were other Christians at Damascus. There were other disciples at Damascus. So why did God choose Ananias? Have you ever asked yourself that question? Of all the believers that were there, true followers of Jesus, why Ananias? Well, we can't answer that fully because you can never fully understand the purposes and providence of God. Uh, The Lord chooses uh, to use certain people in specific ways. But I do believe there is some open revelation about his heart that helps us understand why God could use him, why this man was usable. Remember, Psalm 37, 23 says, The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. Well, I believe Ananias was the kind of man who certainly was a good man, whose steps were ordered, but a part of that is he just delighted to do what God wanted him to do. That doesn't mean it was easy. doesn't mean he didn't have questions. doesn't mean there was no fear. I'm going to share that in just a moment. But it means that he lived for one purpose, and that was to do whatever the Lord told him to do. So let's return today to Acts chapter number 9. The Lord has showed up and said to him, uh, Ananias, verse number 10, and he said, Behold, I am here, Lord. Uh, By the way, he only had to say Ananias' name once. That's important. You remember, to Saul, it was Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? His heart was hard and cold. It'd get his attention. Ananias lived attentively to the Lord. He only had to say it once. And when he heard his name, he said, Behold, I am here, Lord. Uh, That's the exact same phrase that Abraham said. Here I am, Lord. Jacob said it. Moses said it. Samuel said it. Isaiah said it. All men, all women who want to be used of God must say, Here I am, Lord. Uh, That's not a statement of location. It's a statement of dedication. (laughs) That's very important. God knows where you are. Uh, He already has his eye on you. Uh, But he's looking to see if you're open to him. And the Lord said unto him, verse 11, Arise and go into the street which is called Straight, and inquire in the house of Judas, for one called Saul of Tarsus, for behold, he prayeth. And ascend a vision, a man named Ananias coming in and putting his hand on him that he might receive his sight. Now, let me pause just a moment and point something out to you. Did it ever dawn on you that God told Saul the name of the man that was coming before he talked to Ananias about it? Let that sink in just a moment. God had such uh, certain confidence in the obedience of this man that before he ever even talked to Ananias about what he wanted him to do, He used Ananias' name to Saul and said, there's a fellow on his way to you. He knew this man would obey. Verse 13 says, Then Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard by many of this man how much evil he hath done to thy saints at Jerusalem. And here he hath authority from the chief priest to bind all that call on thy name. But the Lord said unto him, Go thy way. Remember his first words, Arise and go. Now he says, Go thy way. For he is a chosen vessel unto me to bear my name before the Gentiles and kings. And the children of Israel, for I will show him how great things he must suffer 
for my name's sake. And Ananias went his way. Hear God say, Arise and go, go thy way. And then read this, And Ananias went his way. We learned, first of all, in our last study, that uh, this man was found in God's place. Let's add something to that today. He was not only found in God's place, uh, but now Ananias was following God's promptings. He was a man who was willing to follow the promptings of Almighty God. And that's a way of life. You see, God knew this man, and this man knew God. He was in tune with the Lord. A couple of obvious things. The first is that he was open to hear from God. He, he had his ears on. My dad used to say to me as a boy, God gave you two ears and one mouth so you'd listen twice as much as you talk. I don't think that's exactly why, but the principle is true. That's why Jesus said, who hath ears to hear, let him hear. That's why in Revelation, uh, the letters to the seven churches of Asia Minor all end the same way. Who hath ears to hear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. And look, friends, God has always wanted to speak to man. Jesus has always wanted to speak to his disciples. And the Holy Spirit has always wanted to speak to his churches. It's not a question of is God speaking. It is a question of are we listening I think it's significant that Ananias, in his conversation with the Lord, would say, Lord, I have heard by many of this man. So he had heard many things, but he was in tune with one voice. There's a lot of noise in our world. There's a lot of voices vying for attention. And you're going to hear many things from many people about many uh, different areas. But there's one voice you better pay very close attention to and be in tune with, and that is the voice of Almighty God. So he was open to hear from God. Then he was obedient to the command of God. God shows you certain things, and when he shows you, obedience is, yes, Lord, I'll do that. Now, may I just point something out to you? There will still be fear. There will still be questions. This man was legitimately afraid. He was afraid of Saul, but he feared God more. He had questions. He didn't understand everything, but he believed that God was the God of all wisdom. So the one thing that conquers fear is the fear of God. The one thing that overcomes the questions is our confidence in the wisdom of God. And so uh, it's not to say that spiritual people are not going to have questions, are not going to have concerns. Maybe right now that's what's holding you back or paralyzing you. But could I recommend you just obey God? And as you obey, God will conquer the fear. God will answer the questions. God will show you the way. God will do what only God can do. He's working on both ends. Just let him work on you today and be obedient to the command of God. I want to ask you a personal question. Is there anything the Holy Spirit has been prompting you about that you've not yet done? Anything. Uh, Anything you need to confess? Uh, Anything you need to yield, surrender? Any person you need to speak to? Uh, any issue you need to deal with? Is there anything God's prompting you about that you've not yet done? Do that. Start there today. Just begin. In fact, this is the one thing that at this moment Saul and Ananias have in common. Both of them are being prompted of God and both of them obey. Uh, Saul's prompting is go down to the house and sit there and wait. Uh, Ananias' prompting is get up and go to the house. When each of us just do what God tells us to do, it's amazing to watch the plan and purpose of God unfold. Drummond once said that God's servants work on short notices. I love that thought. Now, look, 
if something comes to you on short notice, just know it's part of God's eternal plan. It's not an emergency plan. It's in his divine providence from the very beginning. It's not some plan B. Uh, but it may seem like short notice to you because you're just hearing about it. But Ananias was a man. This was not in his plan. It was not on his to-do list to go meet Saul of Tarsus. He would have run the other direction. Saul would have come to arrest this man. And yet, on short notice, God can say to Ananias, here's what I need you to do, and Ananias just does it. And it's beautiful to see this picture of obedience. If you want God to use you, you may never be a Paul, but you can be an Ananias. And if you want God to use you, be found in God's place, right where God wants you to be spiritually, right where God has you. Then follow God's promptings. Whatever the Lord says to you, just do that. And as you begin to obey the promptings of the Holy Spirit, you will see the Lord do some amazing things. We'll come back to Acts 9 one more time, just one more time, uh, to examine uh, this great principle and life of Ananias and how God uses the supporting characters. And may the Lord God help every one of us just to be where we're supposed to be today and do what we're supposed to do. What an encouragement to us today to remember the transforming power of the gospel of Jesus Christ. The gospel changed lives in the first century, and the gospel is still changing lives today. If you missed the first section of this study on The Adventure Continues, be sure to visit our website, enjoyingthejourney.org, where you can access this study along with many other resources to encourage you in your walk with God. However you listen to this podcast, we are grateful for each of you. We hope you will continue to listen and also share it with others. From all of us on the Enjoying the Journey team, may God bless you and help you enjoy the journey.